Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHKs I'm known, and we watched three things this week. We started off with Prey, which is the new prequel to the Predator franchise. Then we watched Luck on Apple TV+, which is a new animated film. And then finally we watched The Sandman on Netflix. We watched all of The Sandman, definitely a binge for us. So spoiler alert for all three things, especially for Sandman, we'd say like, please be sure if you are going to watch it or considering watch it, you know, do that before you come to this episode and then come back to it because we do go pretty in-depth into it. And now without further ado, here's we're watching what? All right, we watched Prey to start. Are you two big Predator fans? I'm going to go ahead and guess not, but <laughs> you, you can sometimes surprise me. No, I am not particularly I'm not... a Predator fan. I'm not against it in any way, shape, or form. I just... Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I my interest in Predator got a lot more peaked when it started meshing with Alien, because I'm a huge Alien fan. Mm -hmm. But I, yeah, I've, I had seen them before that and I, I just never cared all that much but I didn't dislike them it's just like okay. I would say very action heavy I've only seen I think I've only seen the original Predator movie you know like the old uh -huh. one and yeah. then Alien versus Predator the first okay Alien versus Predator I believe I don't know if there sure. were other Predator movies in between that I honestly I, have no idea there, there were okay there yeah, were. I don't know I, I have not seen those and then this one so that's the yeah. extent of my okay Predator knowledge your 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 predatory knowledge yeah. okay so not a huge fan no all right <laughs> that's fair <laughs> did anyone see the predator which was the one that was like the most recent not remake but like no, i don't think so you know kind of an update i'm like 90 percent sure i did it, it had like olivia munn and like keegan michael key and yes you know, i saw Boyd that Holbrook. okay yeah yeah I did not. I yeah. don't believe. Right, no well, joke. Kind of, kind of forgot it existed until you just brought it yeah, up. Yeah, because now I'm thinking says, Olivia Munn, and that. I'm trying to figure out if I did, but I, I don't think so. It's, I mean, it was not exactly memorable. Okay, so I guess the question <laughs> is, how far did Jackie make it into this movie? <laughs> I made it about an hour, which okay. I thought was longer than I expected to. Yeah. It basically until they show the Predator, because I, I liked it until then. Like I thought that, like, <laughs> okay. I thought that it was, well, I mean, it was a little boring, but, you know, I was on my phone a little more than maybe someone who should be paying attention to the movie should be. But I kind of liked, I liked the story building at first and I was kind of like, all right, we're going to do the like, I like suspense. I enjoy it. So if you can actually build suspense, that's exciting. But then they kind of just showed us the Predator. I mean, I guess in theory, we all know that the Predator can be invisible. So maybe it's not that exciting, but I don't know. I. I just prefer when we don't really see the monster for a while. I think it's more fun. Mm -hmm. Okay. Matt, I'm going to guess you finished it. But... I was going to say, that's funny. I was like the exact opposite of everything that was just said, where I like, I thought the beginning was kind of a slog. Okay. And I was a little just kind of like, I, I wasn't getting into the characters. I was just very, yeah, whatever. I don't care. You know? And uh, I felt like it, it picked up. About halfway through when I thought, okay, then the last half I thought was more entertaining to me. It obviously was more action heavy, but I almost was like, with how much time we spent with the Predator as invisible, it also was feeling like, to me, like it was like kind of a cheap way of just not committing to showing, you know, I, yeah. I know it, obviously it would be invisible for a lot of time because that's what it does and everything, but I was so hung up on how terrible I thought the CGI was of all of these animals that it was showing that I was like, you are just trying to not do special effects in this film. And it was yeah. like, and it, but it was like in an annoying way to me. And then it got to a point, I think around, I was a little, I was, I was excited that 
that we were seeing, you know, Native American characters. And it was very, um, I, I like that it was just like, oh, this is them living. And then the colonizers appearing kind of like irritated me because I was like, oh, I don't want any of these people in here. Like, yeah. you know, but then when you realize it's, they're just there to be massacred. Murdered. Yeah. That was kind of fun. And I thought that that scene when she finally kind of came into her own fighting skills and like kicked their asses, I thought that was like really cool. Oh, see, I, I, I wish I, I would have seen that. From then on. Because I was a little, um, you I mean, I know you. I kept going, but I didn't. I, I did kind of hate that it was like a very typical story, you know, of a woman being told she can't do something and then all she wants to do is the thing that she can't do, you know, or is being told she can't do. That's kind of like, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if we're going to have a woman protagonist, can it be a little bit more interesting than just, you know, she wants to hunt, but they make her gather. I don't know. I thought that was yeah. Cool. I right. mean, the whole the whole thing, these films are so formulaic, right. right? So it's just like, the fact that it was a woman protagonist, and then there's all the whole indigenous like thing as well, of course, like kudos to them for doing that. I'll give them credit there. <laughs> yeah, I, the, there's nothing true particularly innovative about I don't I don't think at least I could be very wrong I don't get the sense people go into these movies at this point to see something that breaks out of the formula aggressively like I think they just want you know invisible starts murdering things uh somebody has to take it down and then just a series of various creative murder or gore yeah. or maiming yeah you know, methodologies. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. Yeah, I thought it was neat that it kind of stripped back to very sim- simplistic. It was one predator and it wasn't some big thing where it was like this this invasion of predators or this big battle and blah, blah, blah. Like it was nice that it kind of felt stripped back to the original kind of idea. Yeah. And that it is an origin story, essentially, well, as far back as we are aware now in the history of Predator that they came here. Uh, I thought that was kind of fun. But yeah, it was it was formulaic. But I think that the indigenous people, I think that that angle helped freshen it a tad in that it was fun to see their fighting styles. Yeah. yeah. With it rather than like, let's get the machine guns, you know, (laughs) explosions. Right. Because the last however many have definitely been just like, it's still a gun. There's only so many guns. Like, And she had to outsmart this thing more than like defeat it. Like she had Mm -hmm. to outsmart it. And some of it was a little like awkward, but Mm -hmm. I liked that about it. That, that felt fresh, but it was echoing. Not, not that all roads have to always lead back to uh, your both of your favorite film, uh, New Mutants, <laughs> but it did echo the Demon Bear storyline from the comics a lot, hmm. which I kind of thought was cool, but with Danny Moonstar and everything, but uh, I thought that was kind of neat. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but it was definitely giving me those vibes and I could have seen this actress portray Danny in some iteration. Not that that has to happen again, but I just mean, it was it was cool. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed it more than I expected to because I, I expected not to. But by the end of it, I also was kind of like, okay. I think I enjoyed it less than I expected to because people had built mm. it up. Mm. And I was like, if, I, if I'd gone into this just being like, this is just what it is, then I think I would have been like, oh, all right. This is, you know, I do like, you know, that there weren't, it, was, it wasn't all about guns and just firepower. And as you said, you know, there are some intelligence required, but at the end of the day, it's still the plug and play predator thing, which is just not my, you know, favorite type of film so but yeah everyone's like oh it's so great and so i was like all right i guess it might be good <laughs> yeah because because they haven't been able to say that about a predator film since predator you yeah, know <laughs> the first one. but 
that's the thing is it uh I, I don't know if either of you felt this either but i'm wondering if this is also partly why it took me as long to get into it to the level i did did it feel like the dialogue and just the writing did it feel like too modern or something in a way where i wasn't actually really buying that the timeline was when it was supposed to be. yeah agreed like this was like 300 years no ago no or i feel you I, I, and like, it's not like they did any like obvious anachronisms or whatever but like there was something in the way that she particularly spoke that didn't feel very authentic and it was the brother for me yeah too. the brother like whenever they had a conversation it was particularly like Ugh. but i will also caveat that and say we usually see a version of native americans that have kind of a broken english and so mm-hmm. it's possible that we are just buying into this like old stereotype um, when in reality, like when we're looking at old timey French people, they speak normal English and it's fine. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, when we're making native people not speak their native tongue, you know, like we're pretending they're speaking our tongue when they're really speaking their native tongue, we kind of bastardize it a little. And so I don't know if like if that's just like something we picked up on or if, a bias yeah, exactly. we're working against yeah yeah or like not even a bias but just like what we, we've been used to. yeah where I was kind of like oh it feels so weird for me that they're not talking you know the way I expect native folks to talk but 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 not just that it's also like we have watched westerns right that take place in a similar time period where sometimes oftentimes they do adjust but what we're not accounting for is that they're adjusting the English like we don't know what you know so apparently there's an entire dub of this film in Comanche. Oh. Um, yeah, I read that. that which sense. is cool. I, I'm like, obviously, we wouldn't necessarily understand it, but would it, you know, would it have been uh, era appropriate Comanche, uh, you know, to whatever a Western, uh, you know, cowboy appropriate era? You know, we don't know because we don't speak the language, but I did, I did kind of zone out at parts. And then at one point, she, I don't know even if Jackie made it this far, but she's speaking to one of the trappers or whatever it is or the hunters. And they're speaking whatever the same language, like they can communicate. And I was like, yeah. wait a minute. <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't know. Are they speaking English? Are they both speaking English? Does she speak French? And we're just getting like the universal translator version of it. Does yeah. he speak Comanche? And we're getting like what? But they, it wasn't even like a, you know, hand symbol, like pointy, punty, gun, gun. It was just like, yeah, move no, the flint this way. Put the ball bearing <laughs> bullet in. I was like, I missed something. I definitely missed something along yeah. the way. Yeah, no, that that was that got a little confusing. And then it almost would have been one of those things where, you know, like like you were saying, you see an old movie with French people back in the day and everyone's speaking English. And it's like, fine, but we do that all the time and make things English when it's not supposed to be English. But yeah, if you're going to commit to like they're actually speaking Comanche, but we are just hearing it in English, kind of like bad example, but like Tarzan. Yeah. I like the way they handle it in Tarzan, yeah. how it's like, he understands ape. We hear them speak as if it's English ape, but then you realize when you meet the humans, when you meet Jane and stuff, that it's not, <laughs> it's not English. Yeah. <laughs> so I think they handle it kind of well. And I, I don't know, it, maybe it's not a movie that needed that. I don't know. But, and I don't even know that that's exactly what it was that was making me feel that. But something about the dialogue and the way it was all written felt kind of like, this feels like these people exist today, doing yeah. this today. Well, I, at first also wasn't, until the trapper showed up, like, didn't 100% realize that it was meant to be set that far back. I it was just like they're coming for the native lands like Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, I I thought it was fine. I was like if you are a fan of Predator, great, you're going to enjoy this. Anyone outside of that, I'm not going to be like, "You know what you should watch? 
Ray. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, if you enjoy an action movie, you know, maybe it's your thing. Yeah, if you're that type who would be Yeah, if you're the type who would be into a predator type film and sure. be really it might be for you. But yeah. Yeah, I, I guess my assumption then is that you have already seen you, Predator. If you know, you because it is be such watching. a definitive. Yeah, you don't you you would either know whether or not you liked Predator if this is the type of film that a- appealed to you. And then I think within the Predator can we can't speak to, you know, 70 to 80% of them, but it seemed pretty good as far as, you know, it felt decent. We say not having seen most of them. <laughs> right. It was better than The Predator for me. How about that? Yeah, no, I'd say that. And I, I, I saw someone, I don't know if it was a tweet or something, but someone was like, oh, I'd love if if a movie like Monster, I don't know if they use Monster or whatever films would, would follow this lead now and uh, just kind of like, do this with other things like I, let's just drop a xenomorph from alien like in you know like 1920s japan let's just drop a you know like and just see what happens like it's like you know and like just take all these different types fish of out of water the world style yeah and yeah. just drop one of these creatures there and like watch and i was like that's an interesting concept it's kind of a, that could be like an anthology of all these studios got yeah. together and we're like i could, I could <laughs> be into that like i'm not saying yeah. i'm against it yeah I mean, I'm, yeah i would watch anything alien so that's true i, I want like Alien meets Bridgerton. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of like the whole Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. And then it was like. Right. Yeah. 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 It was yeah like, exactly. Was the like, one that was like the vampire one. Oh, man. I forget. Oh, yeah. 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 Is it Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? Yes. Vampire yes. Hunter. But then there's. Yeah. But that there's a Pushy Nuxton one, and I don't remember what it was, I, but. Yeah. You know what I want, though? Yeah. I want Alien dropped into Bridgerton and then has to like become a part of the ton <laughs> like yeah. instead of like murdering everyone <laughs> so like debut in society <laughs> and then we can have a sequel that's like alien versus predator and they're the next whatever oh. rel of the ball, rose diamond of the season <laughs> well now when you say like debuting into society i kind of want like a predator in bridgerton honestly yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they can be in season two yeah they can be <laughs> Predator, we we <laughs> we are available. We're tech avail people. We will write this script for you. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I have no problem writing that. Yeah, so. be, literally, you just copy paste. I like, think that tab, like, I think yeah, replace Apple F. Yeah, xenomorph steps into their gown. I'm gonna need one of those like AI art generators to do that for me. I'm gonna yeah, yeah we'll follow up. I now um, have a lot of things I need to see. Yeah. Yes, Thank you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, speaking of things you need to see or don't see, we also watched Luck on Apple, which that intro may have told you how I feel about it. Another my other question is how far did either of you make it into this film? I made it all the way through and I I feel so lucky to have Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, I watched the whole thing. Really? Yeah, I mean, mostly because Matt and I were spirit watching it together, so we were texting through it. But also because Rogue, my cat, oh yes, yes, I have. She would not stop watching it, and so I have never seen her so actively engaged with the TV ever. And she legitimately sat there and watched at least an hour of it, which I've never seen her do ever. So I think, like, because there was an animated cat, maybe? I'm not really sure, like, what sparked her interest, because the movie was atrocious. (laughs) But she really enjoyed herself. I'd be interested if Rogue is one of the cats that, like, there's this game called Stray, which just Mm. came out, that I think you you play as a cat, basically. I've been getting Um, Instagram ads for that. I'm sure you have, yes. Any of them, but... 
Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I do wonder if, uh, if Rogue would be a, a fan of that. Probably. Okay. So probably. you both watched all of it. think. <laughs> kind of perplexing, honestly. And I don't, it's like, I don't want to be mean, but it's just, it's very, there were so many things that I felt confusing about it and its existence. You know, yes. you know, like it just was like, what? how, why? You know, it's like one of those things where, especially with animation, there's a lot of steps involved. Uh-huh. You know, there's a lot of people involved. There's a lot of work. And they all decided to make that. Yep. Would it help contextualize the movie for you if I told you that the director, their background is mostly as a choreographer or dancer? <laughs> I mean, not really, but I mean, like, it, would, it would help explain my least favorite scenes in the whole film. Well, okay, so yeah. so for me, I was like, it explained a lot of the movie to me because I was like, oh, this isn't a movie. This is just a series of like Busby Berkeley or somehow like Rube Goldberg, you know, like mm. machine scenes. Okay, because they're all choreographed, but there's yeah. no plot to them. <laughs> they're just, just like they're just they look pretty is being generous they look you know complex sometimes but they aren't scenes and I and once I found out that the the director was like that that mostly their background I was like that makes more sense to me that does make a little more sense because some of the like you know conveyor belt things going to place to place I was like well that was needlessly complicated yeah I mean the whole plot was needlessly complicated like I don't even understand like how it got to where it got to it was just one of those things where like Wow. I mean, it got to a point where we were getting actually confused for a second. I was like, wait, then this, like, like, it was just, it was. I was just... like, I don't understand what's happening anymore. Why is this? Who is this person? Yes. Yeah. I. I've, I've got beef with Madonna about allowing her song to be in it. Look, Madonna has bills to pay as well. I guess. We all have bills to pay. I, I just don't under, cause it's like, I was like, was this supposed to be a musical and it got cut or were they trying to like make this song go viral on, but if it had been a Disney channel original movie or something like that it would be like oh this makes sense this is a radio disney yeah. cut you know yeah. <laughs> like this is why they've done this song twice in this film yeah, yeah it um, was, i mean and the fact that i mean this is john lasseter's new thing like which way they, to prove that you didn't i mean not to take much away from him but it just proves like jamie actually said this to us in the chat she was like it proves that not one person makes a movie and i was like right very true. But also, notice how they conveniently kept his name off of everything. It was everything. always from the from the maker of the creator. Yeah, the creator, yeah. the mind behind. Mm-hmm. And then you know, I was like, I was honestly shocked to see his name show up in the credits. I was like, okay, they had yeah. to, they couldn't hide it that far. <laughs> but well, um, and I think you know, it's also something to be said about too. Like we're not not that we have to talk too much about Lasseter, but he was. He was behind a lot of the like really great defining things about a couple studios that we love, right? So it's like, okay, great. But look at someone like M. Night Shyamalan. I mean, <laughs> so true. Saying it's like, you know, like I, again, not, nothing's created in a vacuum, but right, right. There, maybe it is also possible that you can have a certain couple strokes of, you arguably say, could say genius, I guess. And then sure. just kind of, you lose it. You just yeah. don't have yeah. any new fresh anymore. things that are worth any salt, you know? Was the lip sync off for the two of you? Yes. We, well, it felt like it was, but I wasn't sure if it was like 
streaming or if it was just I had the same question I think it was that bad then I think it was bad because if every because she couldn't she was crying and she couldn't even make a crying face do you remember that scene yeah they couldn't emote that's not lip sync that's bad animation the the model or whatever the rig as you all call it couldn't do the things it needed to do like there was just nothing yeah my no my big beef, not my big beef. I have so many beefs with this film. I'm sorry to say it. But <laughs> one of them I found early on, it's literally in like the first or second scene. One of my notes is, oh my God, is there no hair sim? This is the CG equivalent of bad wigs. Yes. Because like the girl with the pigtails, her hair would move and it's like your pigtails should swish. You know, they should, they should swish, but they would like r- swish as chunks. And I was like, there's either so much hairspray in those at this foster home. <laughs> That yeah. I don't think they have an endless supply of hairspray, or you didn't spend money on Harrison, which I I just found I don't know why, but it just, I was like, this is bad. This is for some bad. reason the thing that really bothered me the most is that she slept in her jeans on a regular basis. Oh, that's you know that's valid. Outdoor clothes, Mm-mm. she Not would wake bed. up in her jeans and then she would go into the bathroom to take a shower wearing her jeans, and then <laughs> somehow be yeah. in like a um a robe or something, and then suddenly be in a different outside outfit, and it would just it- be like. But things like that made it feel like a low budget film, and it, yes. because it was just like that's because they didn't want to make any more variants of this character and have right. her in different clothing. Ever would you know which whatever, but yeah. And there, don't do was, a scene with her in her pajamas. Was, I don't understand. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a a lot of shortcuts that seemed to be taken, which it's just it's sad for the people who do work on it. It's mm-hmm. like you know, I mean, it's like I'm sure they're capable of better than this, but well, and that's well, why you know, hope. I mean, it's just it's about. I mean, we hope so, right? But that's why like. I mean, it's not their fault the rig couldn't do more. Well, okay. You know, I'm gonna... It's the rigger's fault for not rigging it, but we don't know how much time they had to do it. We don't know. Yes. Right. I am I going know. to... I'm going to give a lot of grace to it. However, there was one scene in particular I was like, nope, this is just... So it's early on as well. I got... I have a lot... I, I think I only paid attention early on closely, and then I was like, my brain must shut itself down in order yeah. to finish well, it this got film. Too, it got too weird. Like, it yeah. just went to a place where you're just like, I can no longer figure out what's happening. Right. But but that scene with the toast, where I, I was like, "Cool!" Scene. I hated the toast scene. I I have seen this scene in a million demo reels in various forms, right? I've seen bits and pieces of this, and if the cheap free rigs that people can do this with, you know, are better than this feature released film, we have a problem because there are there are things you can do, but it was like. The timing, the editing, like the action itself, the, the, you know, and again, we'll give some credit where it's like, cool, they were under a lot of constraints, whatever it was, maybe they didn't get spent, but there are, there are things you can do. There are ways you can cheat. There are, there's ways to do it because people making student demo reels are doing it. Yeah. So you have no excuse. Yeah. And nothing was pushed in any, any area. The only thing, the only real positive I can say is I thought the little girl and the main girl, I thought their designs were cute. I didn't even find the cat cute i don't know the if we cat were was not cute to. the cat's cat was teeth not cute. i don't know it was just <laughs> there were some shots of the cat when it didn't have its mouth open that it, was, it could be like oh it's a little cute but it's just every time it moved and so it just wasn't cute yeah but it wasn't I, ugly enough to be like a cute ugly either it just was like not attractive and then <laughs> speaking of quote cute the the bunny minion ripoffs oh, yeah. i was just like i can't when she's I, supposed to have fit in that leprechaun's clothes <laughs> somehow and then like it's just like okay and then no one just question i mean it was and and also and, the performances like i was so mad at whoopi goldberg for doing this and then like she was i she love whoopi and I'm if she ever if she so ever mad at jane this, fonda for doing this <laughs> i'm so mad at jane fonda if if any of these ladies were to ever hear this <laughs> love you yeah 
But that was the most phoned in thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Imagine if this is somehow the thing that gets on the radar. (laughs) Like luck is the one that breaks it through. We're just going to bring this onto the view and be like, so I heard some people shit talking me on that. No, I love Whoopi. I love you. But it just was like, I, every time I heard that character talking at all, I was just seeing Whoopi's face completely. Like there was no acting in it to me. It was just very. But it's, that is one of those things, right? Where it's like, at this point, you you cast Whoopi to be Whoopi. I know, but then like, don't, I know Whoopi's got pay bills too, but it's like, I'm like, as an actor, I'm like, don't sign on to something unless you're going to do it. Like, do it. Nah, man, at this point, well, also, I don't know, for me, like, Whoopi is more of a personality maybe than like an act. Obviously, we've seen she's capable of, you Mm -hmm. know, but when she's like, I, I, if we had the, that ability and somebody was like, hey, I'm going to give you a paycheck and you just get to you just t- show up and talk, you'd, you'd do it too. I would do it, but I would, I just, I guess I want, I want, I want to hope that I would like put something maybe, into it. And maybe I mean, she it did. Direction, I don't know. But it just, honestly, you well, know. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's direction. I think literally they were like, "Hey, we we hired you because you're Whoopi. Just be Whoopi." Yeah, I think with, the, with that animation, they were they weren't like push it far. They were just like make it look as real as not possible. <laughs> no, it's probably true because we we do know that Jane Fonda is not just a personality and is still a, a an actress. You know, and yeah, she was not acting in this very no. much either, from my I, view. But I also. I thought Simon Pegg was Craig Ferguson for most of the movie. <laughs> he could have been whoever, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, he, I was, mean, doing, he was doing a voice, right? He wasn't yeah. trying to be. But I was just like, is that Craig Ferguson? <laughs> and then, like, having Flula, I need him to stop being in animated movies. Like, I don't have anything against him personally. His early stuff, the, something there was some, like, fish in a barrel bit that I would yeah. cry laughing over back in the day. But I, it's just, it's too much. I was like, is that the guy from... Pitch perfect. <laughs> By the guy, I mean the German guy. Was yeah, that's one place Acapella to know group. him from. Sure, yeah. That's what, that's what I knew him from. Yeah, I mean, Jamie yes. Right away, too, because Jamie loves those movies. So Jamie's like, oh, it is. I think it is him. Yeah. Well, it's so weird that he went from being like internet comedian, whatever, to actor. Yeah. Which I'm not against that move, but just like when he also does the exact same thing in every voice performance, yeah. I get it. They're also hiring because they're like, be Flula. And I'm, I'm just like, please stop casting him. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Just, I mean, not, it's not that I had any hope for it at all, but it's just a big bummer that it exists. I actually, I I it was, it. I mean, I, I definitely didn't want to watch it. Like there was no part of me that was like, oh, this looks good. But it was somehow worse than I expected it to be. Yeah. I had I heard they were doing it and I had like decent hopes. And then I saw the first trailer and I was like, I'm gonna cry. And then there was like, yeah, nope, that was the, that was all downhill from there. I wanted to give it a ch- I gave it a chance. I wanted to give it a chance. Yeah. I was sad on the inside. The only people I've recommended it to is other like animation industry people to be like, how far are they gonna make it? <laughs> yeah, like for not the right reasons, right? For it's not like, the right reasons. Yeah. Like, yes. hate watching. Yeah. Like, I won't recommend it to someone with you with kids for the fear that, like, the kids like it and they get stuck watching it over. Well, so I was like, this is the litmus test I don't have any inputs on. And then a friend texted me and was like, my kid is bored. I didn't tell them to watch it. In fact, they started started live texting me of it. And they were like, oh, shit. It goes, fucking shit, hellfire. All the pennies are contaminated. It was much funnier once I, you know, like, I was like, oh, actually, this might have been funny to watch in a communal setting but yeah, yeah their kid their kid's a little kid and was just like i mean honestly no we watched it together and i would yeah. say that we i mean maybe had a better time than you did watching it alone but i wouldn't say that no it it's not that you'd have a good time. time yeah you know no, yeah. No, no. and i was sober and i was like you know it was like i think it yeah. could have been more enjoyable if i wasn't if 
bet. Yeah, what can you do? Um, no, it's not. <laughs> confirm, confirm reports. Can confirm. <laughs> not the case. It will. It will make you fall asleep earlier. That's true. Yeah. I know. I literally fell asleep. I had to pick it up later. I was like, no, I have to watch for forty more minutes. I was somehow an hour in, and like Flula had shown up, and I was like, I, I. So no, now- Jamie kept telling us how much longer there was, and I never could <laughs> believe her. Jamie's mean. <laughs> Well, because she was looking at being like, is this almost over? And it was like, oh, no, there's 50 yeah. minutes left or something. And, and we'd like, be like, how five. is it possible there's 50 minutes left? And then the plot would get impossibly more complicated. Well, yeah, I was to say, I use this term lightly, but quote, unquote, plot kept getting introduced. <laughs> and I was like, wait, but I thought we got the plot already. Like, I no, we were there. there. This, is, this was the other thing is that at the end of the day, like, because that it is so dependent on luck, right? And literal, the manifestation of luck. Not even like, oh, you think you're lucky or unlucky. Literally, like, this character is clearly unlucky. There is nothing she can do in terms of character growth in order to progress the story, right? Like, she stayed exactly the same. I know the cat changed a little bit. Or, like, but it seems like everyone was the exact same character the whole way through and that nobody was in control of anything. It was just a bunch of zany things happening in a row and that it happened to turn out fine in the end. Well, exactly, because like you're saying, that physical manifestation of luck, it's a very real thing. You can't even really have a message hit home by the end of it that it's like, oh, you don't need luck. You blah, blah, blah. Because it's like, right. no, yeah. you're first with that. bad luck. So yeah. there's no, where. how can you grow from that? It's not fair that you're being targeted. Yeah. <laughs> you just are. And so it, it ends up being kind of hopeless. And I would say if you are in the mood to watch it and you think the concept's interesting, I would say just watch don't. Lindsay Lohan's Just My Luck. It's much better. <laughs> I said it to Jamie and Jackie on the, on the text. Yeah, I, like, I don't think I've ever seen it, so I need to watch that. We'll, much better film. We'll discuss it in the we're watching what section, but there is there was a correlation <laughs> to something else that we were going to watch this week that unfortunately oh, yeah. we weren't able to. Oh, yeah, um, we really want to know what that is because we yeah, were cursing we'll, we'll your talk. name being like, yeah. where we're like, I hope Dana had a really good correlation for this. Even there was, <laughs> there was. I Yeah, I promise. Okay, but before we get to that, we we watched something else. We watched The Sandman. The Sandman. The Sandman. Everyone has read it, yes? Yeah. When is the I've last? I've read, I've only read like one volume. So oh, really? I'm, okay. I'm not, oh, okay. I'm not like, I'm, okay. And honestly, I didn't recognize most of what happened, so I don't know. Okay. Matt, uh, have you read it? Yeah, but you don't, so maybe we don't know what volume you read then, Jack. Interesting. I think I read like four. Really? So just like a random volume. Yeah, yeah because. Okay, so it's a long. Okay, should, should we talk about it? I guess <laughs> my life is such I, a I, I, Yeah, I, I kind of need to know. I was like, which so, one is four? Well, I've, always like, known this, I've always known you as having read Sandman, so I didn't know. No, I really haven't read much. So I, <laughs> I went. So uh, some of my really good friends are very big Neil Gaiman fans, and sure. I am actually not a huge novel fan of his. So most of his novels I can't get through. Um, for whatever reason, like everyone, uh, everyone whose taste I really love, loves American Gods, the book. And for some reason, I can't get more than like four chapters into that book without giving up for some reason. Okay. Even though with most of the people who love this book, we have very similar tastes in other areas. Anyway, my friends wanted to go to this Neil Gaiman meetup um, at House on the Rocks in Wisconsin, which was an American Gods meetup. And it was over Halloween and we got to meet Neil Gaiman and you were supposed to dress up, you know, as like characters from American Gods and House on the Rocks is like a featured thing in the book, right? And so you get to go to the real one 
and visit. It was like a really fun weekend. I had a really great time. And I dressed up like death. But I only dressed up like death because they told me to dress up like death. I didn't know who she was at the time. Okay. But they were like, oh, this is an easy I was gonna say it's for you. You're going to enjoy yeah. it. Because yeah. she also has like an eye of horse makeup in the comics. Mm-hmm. And they know that that's the way to my heart is like a fun makeup. And so because of that, for some reason, they chose volume four. I guess it's a better death story. I'm not sure. I'm trying to think. I was like, I don't think it's And so, or maybe four. it was the only one they had at the Barnes and Noble in Wisconsin because I needed to get a book <laughs> to have him to sign or right. something. Mm. And so I ended up with volume four that Neil Gaiman signed for me. Okay. And, and then eventually I read it on the plane. Do you have any recollection of what it was? No. Okay. I like, must not have loved it because you didn't continue. You didn't continue. Or like, no, I didn't. I, remember I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't like obsessed with it. Like I was like, okay, this is the Neil Gaiman. Like I really like the graveyard book. That's actually. And then there's another book, something like the lake at the end of the road or something like that. We're the only kind of two Neil Gaiman books. I've... Yeah. Graveyard's a little more like, it's not like a children's book, but it's more like YA, like young, like early or middle grade, I guess. Yeah. yeah. If you will. And so those are the it's only cute, Neil Gaiman books I've, actually enjoy it and I've tried to read quite a few of them okay because I want to like him because everyone who I admires taste loves him and I just can't get into it for some reason interesting okay I would really love at some point you'll have to follow up and like do you have the book near you you know in in your possession or is it in storage um I'm (laughs) yeah I don't know I'm I'll check I will we'll circle back yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. Because I would hope I didn't throw it away, but then also I kind of didn't care about it. So it's possible that I was just kind of like, eh. you know what I mean? Like, this will bring someone joy. Yeah. Okay. Matt, you have? Yeah. Have- so I've I've read, as a kid, I read all the, the original stuff. Okay. Like, and then I've reread it as like a, I haven't reread it in a while, but I reread it as a, like a late teen, probably early 20s. And there was a line going on. Um, a continuation of it in the 2000s that I was reading. I think there is a monthly that was going on like as recently as like 2019. I have not read that stuff. Oh, I did. Okay. So, I, so, yeah, I uh, guess I'm yeah. referring to like, like the original, original yes. run. Yes. Okay. Yes, I have read all those. I a couple times. somehow had not read it until now. I'd, I'd actually always wanted to. And I used to live near Forbidden Planet in New York, like right down the street from it. And they always had this huge... It was like the the omnibus version of it, gorgeous leather or fake leather bound, whatever it was. And I was always like, I'm a broke student or broke, you know, just entry level person. Someday it will go on sale or someday it will whatever. And I, I will finally buy it and read it, you know, whatever it was. And let's, I think it at the time it was like $100, which was, you know, mind breaking to me. It, for a comic that has been in print pretty consistently since the 80s. You cannot get it easily now. It is like still at, it's almost $200 now if you wanted to buy all of the original bits and not even a fancy version. If you just wanted to be able to read it as a whole package, probably going to cost you $200, which I find mind-blowing. Wow. I mean, I guess I don't have a great sense of like how much these things cost over time, but I feel like there have been some of the more like, you know, uh, uh, famous ones that aren't that ex- as expensive. I haven't read any that are like 10 volumes, but it's still like Yeah, I think it's a it's a quantity thing. I, I hear you. Cause yeah. I get, yeah, I think so too. But omnibus books, like when they go on sale, the cheapest you're going to ever find them is like 80 something to start even today. So yeah. it's like they become And they're usually not more than like 10 or 15% off for some reason. Like they just never want to give you a discount and then the on them. The cover price is, yeah. It's yeah. So I regret not buying it 
when I did because now it is double the price and even harder to find. So anyway, so I never ended up reading it until a couple, like a month and a half ago, I asked, a friend had them and was like, I can lend it to you before the show. So I was like, I... I've just read them recently, but I was very sick while doing it. So some of it also, it's a lot to read and some of it blends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like fresh off of it, but also like, I have no idea what's going on right now. Yeah. So based on our very, I just wanted to set the scene of like our varying levels of uh, familiarity with the show, because that I think is to me going to be the biggest like differentiator for audiences. How did we all feel about it? I, well, you two have both finished it, right? I, I'm on, I think eight. I'm okay with talking about all of it because I, you know, yeah. I know the stories. But I don't, I don't know where the episode differs <laughs> either. Yeah. Like the episode breaks are either. There are a couple that are like outstanding. Yeah. They are well before eight. So yeah, but I, but I would wager that I think that means both of you probably liked it pretty well if you both watched ten episodes of it, almost ten Oops. hours of a show. You know, Fair. but um, yeah, I'm, in, I'm. It's funny. I'm really enjoying every episode while I'm watching it. I'm uh-huh. not feeling terribly compelled to watch another one right after them. It's very hmm. strange. Like I'm not, hmm. I'm not dying to finish, but I yeah. have enjoyed. I've, I've been. I've, I think every episode is like written so well and put together really well. And and I, I'm distant enough from the last time I've read them actually yeah. to where I'm noticing the the things that I loved, the certain things that I liked about the comics that are missing. I'm noticing them. Okay. Those things. But I feel like I'm probably not nitpicking it nearly as much as I would be if I was you, Dan. Like <laughs> having just sure. read. Yeah, having just read it sounds stressful to me. But But I think the good thing about having just read it is that I am not coming. Like, what who we what the voice we don't have in this conversation is someone who has like been obsessed with it since it came out, and Mm -hmm. you know reads it every year and whatever it is. And I don't know how those. I get this. Like, I'm seeing general. All the reactions are just like fifty fifty, right? There's like not a consensus. I feel like. Yeah, it's it's hard because I compare it to the only thing I can really compare it to as far as like the story of its life and trying to get made and stuff is Watchmen, which Watchmen's obviously a lot smaller in uh-huh. size. But this is the one the other comic property from childhood through teen years through everything where it has been a in development hell for the entirety of our lives. Like mm-hmm. where yeah. they've yeah. always wanted to turn it into something, a film back in the day, but and Watchmen was the same thing. And then it would be like Warner Brothers would hold the rights to it for years and then they wouldn't do it because they just didn't do it it's like it's such it, it's like in scope it's so big and this is even crazier than Watchmen as far as the scope of it and the, the locations yeah. and all the things so in some ways it does need today to be able to actually do it and do yeah. it justice but it I feel like the anticipation for the people who are living and breathing it must it must have been humongous because I think about how much I cared about when Watchmen came out right you know and that's so, 12, 12 issues yeah I was absolutely obsessed with the first like five episodes like I was in I love dream he's my new boyfriend we're gonna be making out in my dreams for the next I don't know long time yeah my inner goth girl was just dying I loved him so much and I loved the world building and I was just like and all the like I mean it was cheesy but there was like so many scenes that looked like comic book frames and just like very visually beautiful. And I was just so into it. I will say that the Vortex stuff dropped off for me for some reason. I cared a lot less about her and her life and what was going on there and the choice they would have to make at some point. Like I, I think it was well done and I think it was, you know, interesting, but I just wanted more of Morpheus and uh, less other people. 
you said you dropped off after not dropped off but like F one through five were I think so I mean it's hard to remember exactly so this is this is my because episode six to me was like the uh, well there's two episodes that were outstanding to me one is Gwendolyn Christie the hell episode and the oh, other I is loved that episode which one was he, that that I think is four okay and then which one was six? Because I, I don't really six remember. Is, six is the death episode. death episode. Oh, yeah. So four four is we're in hell. Oh, I did like the death episode. I was just kind of I've, bummed she only got one episode. And, the, and then the only other thing that I remember from the comics that we didn't have in this, and I don't know if maybe it shows up later or whatever, but I remember I liked Delirium a lot, and we just didn't We have not met. Yeah. We, At first, I thought the Vortex might be Delirium or something because of the hair color, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah, it Yeah, no we haven't gotten to Delirium yet. This is this is where it starts to get like weird and not nitpicky, but it was like it I understand why this was so challenging to adapt because, you know, the vortex I would say in the comics is it's important, but it's really like one chapter's worth of important. And in this, it's like, mm. cool. I, this is my big question at the end of the show. Is everyone contractually signed on to do the whole run of this show? Because I need them to be. Because I'm fine with if you're going to pace this out differently. But like what you cannot do is leave me hanging like five seasons in, you know. And it, I, I was like, oh, I understand. I get, my guess is that they are catering towards newer audiences because they didn't introduce as many of the endless, right? We didn't get delirium. We barely got desire and despair, you know, death. I thought she was amazing and wanted more of her. I cried so much during that episode. I watched it like midday and then had to go to a meeting. I was like, I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't expecting it to be, you know, but that they, they needed to figure out how to like put chapters together that, you know, navigated from the books and established the story of him, but also a new current audience would be like, I know these actors or I'm interested in this, you know, whatever it is, like I recognize those people and this is who we've wanted to cast. So we have to bring those people in earlier. Like that, I, I, I just saw a lot of that sort of um, jigsaw puzzling happening as someone who had just read it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I dream and desire are my favorite of the endless. That kind of goes back and forth. And I thought that they both were like, I thought Desire was fantastic. Yeah, Desire Desire is... I was so sad we got so little of um, them in this. Like, I was just... Yeah, so anyway, I love everything with the Endless and really didn't care about a lot of the mortals slash the Vortex, that whole situation. I didn't really care about any of that. I wanted to talk. I just Um, wanted the Endless to be fighting and talking to each other and doing stuff. I, I am team didn't love the dream casting. I don't I think visually sure you know looks like he walked out of that comic page they keep showing this like you know what him getting sucked into this the not the the vortex but the vortex in the beginning when he breaks free I'm like yeah okay you picked the skinny pasty way like good job you you did that right but I just find his face super punchable (laughs) I loved him I was so obsessed with it and I couldn't figure it out because my normal type is definitely a little bit broader and not so like could be blown away with a gust of wind yeah (laughs) but I was just I think maybe just like my goth girl heart was just so happy with all of the imagery of him in this that I was just so enamored and I and his voice was like stupidly low like he was trying too hard and I was still super (laughs) into it and like I wanted that you know what I mean like Uh, yeah I'm happy for you with it 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 just takes me out of it like I feel you like I understand like part of me understood it was cheesy and most of me was just living for it you know like I just was I was here for it I felt like he was kind of in his own version of the show that wasn't exactly the show we were getting which is a little bit I think sometimes what I feel like 
it it has this camp factor to it that it mm-hmm. it feels like it really leans into mm-hmm. that I don't feel the comics do as much. The comics to me feel more kind of like a I mean it starts as a horror comic, you know, right? And it's like mm-hmm. feels more dark, dreary, like very muted, contrasty, <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah. moody, like he is giving us. And yeah. then the everyone else around is kind of not really giving that same thing and it so it feels a little bit disjointed i don't know what i prefer because sometimes some of it felt a little hokey and i was like oh i wish it was like a darker gothier version of the show but i don't know now i totally agree with that though which is funny because i was i was like obsessed with him most of the time but i do feel like there was there was a cheese factor that i was living for you know in parts of it but it did feel sometimes it did feel like he didn't belong and i can feel that I, I did wonder, I was like, oh, not that it's like a Netflix thing, but I was like, I, I, I agreed about the darkness in that having just, re- I, I need to stop saying haven't just read it, but like, it, you know, there were times where I couldn't read it at night because I was like, this yeah. is spooky. You know, yeah, this is creepy. dark and creepy and gory and go- and they did seem to dial it back a bit. And I would wonder what, say, like an HBO who does own DC, you know, Warner DC, etc. Something would have done with it because we've seen what they've done with Game of Thrones, and we've seen what they've done with things like Westworld, and you know, plenty of those. They they add, they're willing to add a layer of maturity to it. Sometimes they overindulge. So I, you know, I don't know if that's what I would have wanted, but I was, I did have moments where I was picturing, like, uh, you know, anticipating almost like scarier moments, especially that diner episode. Like yeah. that, that is an issue of that, or, or, you know, a collection of that, that comic that haunted me or still yeah. haunts me. It, yeah. And I thought they did a very good job of a lot of it, but I was expecting a bloodbath. Oh, that's interesting. Totally, yeah. Cause I yeah. did think it was pretty creepy. So it's interesting yeah. that the, the comic so much more. Yeah. There's like, there's, I mean, there's also more people involved, you know, there's more p- victims essentially. I'm like, oh, I get why, you know, you scale it back because they're like, oh, we don't want to have to deal with this many actors. <laughs> you know, they aren't necessary for later in the stories or some of them aren't or some of them got condensed, but, but I, I thought the tension was great, but I was just bracing for more. More. Yeah. More. yeah that makes sense. And I, and on that note too, I totally understand their decisions about it, especially with how messy the DCEU is and mm-hmm. continues to be for whatever reason. But I did feel that I was missing some of those like DC players in it a little bit. Like, yeah, I thought it was cool. Like, it was interesting to me that they kept Joanna Constantine, yeah. <laughs> Constantine in <Yeah>. it, <laughs> where <laughs> it's like, you know, because in present day, it's John Constantine who helps him find his sand. And Joanna, you meet later when you meet her here, again but she's like a, obviously an ancestor of his right yeah. but they brought her present and like okay cool whatever but it was like just to not have john in it and then things like not having the martian manhunter there to help find the ruby and then i don't know but i will say david Thulis as dr destiny i was i will say like i love the idea of potentially seeing him i don't think it'll ever happen but seeing him in the wider dc universe as dr destiny mm-hmm. if that ever were to be a thing that where they decided to embrace this and kind of mesh it with the rest yeah. of it but it felt very glaring in a way to be like oh we're gonna keep it separate and like lita you know she that's yep that's steve trevor and diana's daughter you mm-hmm. know <laughs> and then here it was just like oh no well i did wonder yeah, there, there were some things where i was like oh i feel like they're planting things that they need to figure out they're going to figure out later or they're gonna yeah, try like they and, could, you know like they were like 
yeah, there were there were a bunch of things. I was like, cool. I, also, I get it. You don't want to overwhelm people in their first season if they've never heard if they don't know any of this stuff, right? Like there were a lot of Easter eggs and, and references, but you know, I was like, I hope that again, I hope that we contractually get to pay this off later, and that we get yeah. to see, you know, God, who is it? The the woman he imprisons. Oh. We saw her briefly when he was in hell. Nada. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah. So like we saw a brief form. And I love that we also got to see like, you know, human manifestation version of him casting in that. But yeah. Yeah. And and I and listen, I think also with what I was about the DC stuff, too, it's like I wouldn't be surprised if Neil Gaiman, if one of his things right now was like, absolutely not, because (laughs) messy, and I don't want to get tangled up in it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly. And also DC is not the sole distributor of Sandman like I mean Vertigo did it and like other people so it's like it's something where I'm sure it's just like let's just separate this and yeah you could mesh it together later but they are so messy that I don't and again I don't blame them for it but I just while watching it I felt uh, a little saddened by the absence of some of those things especially because when I was younger and reading it it was exciting to see those characters pop up because I was already reading them and other things. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. There's like, I remember there being a very brief cameo from like, you know, Batman, Superman, etc. And, yeah. you know, they only have one line in it or whatever. And then seeing, I don't know if you got to this episode yet, Matt, but there's, you see like figures of them, you know, mm-hmm. in one shot. And it's just like, okay, I get it. I, I get, I get yeah. what you're doing, but. Yeah, little nod, but. Yeah, but like maybe, I don't know. Thoughts on the Corinthian. He's he's a lot more. I seem to remember him being a little bit more of like a grungy rocker type. I don't know if I remember correctly, but he's a lot more. Uh, I don't even know what the word is, but I, I liked his performance though. I thought he was pretty good. But okay, I think he did fine. But I just didn't. I didn't care about it particularly. Not like a role that I ever remember him really having. It feels like he's to be like a whole season arc. It feels kind of. Yeah, I yeah. just I wanted him. I to think get they needed a big bastard, yeah. and yeah. I just like. I just wanted to get back to the endless fighting. You know what I mean? Like, I just want, right. you know what I mean? Like, I I found all of that way more compelling than yeah. the, you know, than the serial killer convention and this you know, vortex and her brother. Like, none of that felt yeah. particularly, like, it felt very Neil Gaiman to me, not in a bad way, just in a, you know, his sense of humor sort of thing. But you know, the serial convention. <laughs> I know. I, I hated that they gave it to us so quickly. Like reading it in the comic, they t- you take a little longer to realize that like it's serial killers. And it's, oh, you know, it's not long. Okay. But it's just like, you know, they're having a conversation, blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, oh my God, they're actual serial killers. The conversation <laughs> at the table discussing how they want to get the Corinthians' attention was a little like on the nose about like, yeah, this yeah. is what we're doing. And if we're going to invite oh, them to do it, okay. we don't we collect murder. Cold. We were just like <laughs> wondering about it. Like, I actually do think that would have been way cooler. Yeah. yeah. But it was yeah, like. It's, it's a little bit of a reveal. And, and of course I was like excited. Like, like the way, <laughs> the way that, wait, I'm sorry, Matt, have you gotten to, you haven't gotten that episode yet. I haven't gotten to the actual convention okay. yet. Okay. Okay, because I think, it's on, I think it's on the episode I started, actually. Okay, because I was like, the way that Stephen Fry's character realizes it, to me, reads much better than like just being like, it's a convention of murder. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stand Boyd Holbrook, uh, the, the guy who plays the Corinthian. So I uh, am br- I, I'm bringing a lot of baggage to- I don't um, really know him, I don't think. Well, you do, because he was in Logan. Oh. And was he was that? the worst part of Logan. <laughs> Because that movie was spectacular, and he brought it down for me, at least. Wait, who was he? He's Donald I, I, Pierce. He's the, um, uh, I mean, he's being one of the bad guys. Yeah. I yeah. can kind of picture his face now. It's funny. 
I mean, it's the him. same face, but <laughs> no, I know, but I can kind of picture him in Logan when you say that, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I can actually picture that that smile and that face. Yeah, yeah. I just I have not enjoyed him since he was also in not, neither of you had to watch, but Vengeance recently, mm. and I'm like, why? Why is Bob? Why is, <laughs> like, why is what is me? this like Renaissance that he's having? Yeah. I thought he was fine as the Corinthian, but I also, you know, I think the decisions they made to make him he, he didn't scare me as much actually as the comic version. No, he's creepy. Uh, yeah, I think in the comics, he's he feels edgier to me there, where it feels like it's like I'm actually afraid of him. But at the same time, too, I'm also just very aware. I feel like from the comics anyway that it's not someone that Dream has a really hard time stopping yeah so it feels well, weird to didn't... be like measuring him up as this big bad it's it's creation. Realized... so you know. yeah i mean i know that you haven't watched it but eventually dream gets yeah. rid of him like he's supposed to but it's so anticlimactic like it's literally just yeah. like yeah ah, you no longer exist anymore because i created you right it's and it was easy. just kind of like i thought that's what we could do all the time and like why did it take this long because of a vortex yeah but it just it kind of that drags on a little long because it's like yeah, yeah it does i don't know but you know whatever that being uh, said I will... enjoyed myself most of the time yeah and i will say it seems that they're because i don't remember this being a big point in the comics but that hell episode it seems that they're kind of building a big tension between morpheus and oh that's a huge point that no that's a is it i don't oh, remember yeah. them fighting in the comics that much but is it oh i mean that Partic- it's not necessarily well, like that open part, warfare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are huge implications of uh, that. That storyline pays off like way lit down the line, which yeah, I, so that's why I was like, I want, I wanted more Gwendolyn well. Christie, and I wanted more Kirby Halvatis yeah. for death. I was just like, well, they do kind of end on a hell. Yeah, either. yeah. I literally, yeah, okay. literally, I was, I was like typing out my notes, and I was like, why is there not? And then you know, <laughs> sorry, Matt, spoiler, but they like okay, cut right. back, and it's like. Okay, you're setting up season two, I see. <laughs> okay, good. And Gwendolyn will clearly do it because yeah. you know, she's no stranger to it. she's a... spectacular. <laughs> you know, yeah. but I mean, she, it seems like up her alley to be like, I'll play this role until you don't want me to anymore. You know? Right. Yeah, that so had episode episode was yeah, so good though. And they were it's like, so good. I loved them. Yeah. I, I was so into that. So yeah, I guess my notes for next season is more endless fighting and less mortal. Yeah, I thought... Have you, Matt? Did you? Sorry, I keep asking you this, but no, like, have you have you seen Despair yet? Yes. Okay, I thought Despair is supposed to be so gross to me. Know. You know, like it's supposed to be represented. Yeah, you know, and and they very much cleaned this woman. And that's another thing who a character who I thought would be much. I was like just terrified for her to come on screen, not yeah. because she's supposed to be gross, but because she like mutilates herself constantly. Yeah. And this was like the the most clean version of it. Yeah. And she like, sometimes like, like cuts oh. her face a little bit, but it's yeah. Like, but yeah. she's supposed to like, just like hook, she's oh, that, yeah. you know, she has that hook ring and she just mm-hmm. goes to town on herself All and the yeah. they just, oh. and she's also naked. Um, <laughs> and they just were like, Nope. Yeah. They clean that up a lot. Yeah. That it's that, it's that type of thing where they like pull back on that. I'm like, I kind of, I kind of wanted to see the, the grosser version. And that's, and know? that's the thing is it, I think the campy factor of it like made them kind of pull back on a lot of that stuff. Whereas I wanted, yeah, I, I, I think the dark and gritty, even though it's like these comic book movies keep coming out and stuff. And it's like, oh, they just think it's go darker and grittier with Batman every time and it'll be better and all this, yeah. whatever. But this is one where this is like, it started well, it's, that way. But yeah. to it's be fair, funny. the source material is actually darker and grittier. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, this was like Batman people... is not any, anything like what they've been showing on the screens. Yeah. The, yeah. the goth kids of our teenage years, like they got their ideas from this. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like something where it, it could have really gone there and I would have 
I would have liked that. So I guess I have a question. Would you recommend I read the comics now that I enjoy the show? Ooh. I mean, part of me says yes, because I want to know what the opinion, if it changes your opinion, you know, but I, I think there's also so much packed into them that you would, even if you'd be able to separate them if need be, because this, this simultaneously covered a lot of ground, but also just barely scratched the surface. And the other challenge is it drew in from so many different issues that like come down the line that you don't close out any of the chat there's one a couple of things get closed out you know like dr destiny gets you know we saw the we saw where that ended but but there are also so many other things that like feed in that i think i think you could enjoy both separately i think you could continue to enjoy enjoy the show without but i just enjoyed reading the comic so much that you know i'd say it's worth but also you don't like neil gaiman so i don't know (laughs) yeah i'm torn i'm like like, wait a minute i feel like it's a stylistic thing for you more so it feels like and if you read an entire volume, even though you were dropping in somewhere, which maybe isn't like an optimal place to go, but if you read a whole volume and didn't feel compelled to even like explore more, mm-hmm. it feels kind of like maybe not. It might be one of those things where like the stories are just a screen thing for you. I mean, not that it's the same in this respect, but I kind of look at it like the way we look at like Tolkien with like Lord of the Rings. It's like right. you don't want to read any of his stuff, but you like live for the stories. So it's this I thing where I don't stories, know. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, so it might be because I just so bad that I dis I, that I don't like Neil Gaiman better. I want to. I think he's a creative genius, and I think there's so much there. I just somehow don't love his style of writing. I, I think that's fine. Yeah, the style, the style, and the visual style might be hard then, but but it's kind of like if you liked The Endless that much, this is the way to get those stories faster. Right. You know, and I do think their story is great but you do have to get through all the other elements because every issue almost every issue is you know multiple things happening yeah and then a bigger plot unwinding but some of them like a real detour <laughs> like, yeah it's very episodic yeah although i i enjoyed those detours so yeah because because if you look at it as that the a big large point of the story for morpheus's character is kind of like in some ways discovering humanity even though he's been alive for billions of years or whatever (laughs) you know what I mean but it's a thing where it's like it's like learning it's just it's him observing stories of the people whose lives he's affecting a lot of the time so it's like I did kind of think it was it's kind of weird because I did think it was sort of heavy-handed in the show and they kept bringing up like we serve humans not the other way around it felt like a very like yeah I it I felt, felt very like, like that okay, came I in got early it. and you know, harder like, than you. the books actually yeah that that felt like a little on it just like, it's like it felt like they were just trying to like bang us on the head with that and i was like yeah yeah got it yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay okay people now back to the de- yeah. endless like and you know and yeah it, it does yeah that, that was a little over the head but i feel like you, you do get a pretty solid sense of it still in the comics like that and it's like like for example i know danny you referenced the episode the death episode but one of my favorite parts about the show so far at all and from the comics that i remember with is is that storyline with like okay i'm gonna make immortal immortal oh yeah hob and i love hob, hob. Yeah. and like yeah. and that whole sequence of just meeting every hundred years and whatever and like that hit hob story is one of the more interesting stories to I, me yeah the, i was even more than any of the endless this and is so, one of the ones where i was like a little sad that they actually condensed a lot of it down into one yeah. episode because it's like it's fun to sort of because the comic is so dark and this character is not the character you know the character of hob is a more buoyant character himself. And so when you get well, a, like totally a hob- an optimistic human, right? I mean, yeah. cause otherwise he wouldn't be so excited about, about living, 
Cont- yeah. yeah. So so when you get like a hob interlude in the middle of all these dark, you know, machinations and all these other plots, it's like really refreshing. But the fact that we got a lot of his story in one go already, I'm like, oh, no. I mean, you know, they'll find other ways for him to come back. But I was like, dang it. The same goes for yeah. Fiddler's Green. Fiddler's Green? Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, oh, I want Stephen Fry back. Yeah, I did. I always, I always want I did really like Hobbs' story. I thought that was yeah. fun. I also will give so much credit to whoever did the VFX for Matthew the Raven. Yeah, he looks pretty good. Yeah. I will say I don't like Patton Oswald as him, though. I no, I it, thought he was I, actually I, kind of annoying. He was yeah. probably my least favorite part of the show. He's much more earnest in the. I read the, you know, I read the Matthew the Raven dialogue in my head much more earnestly, and not that yes. Matt Patton Oswalt's not yeah. earnest, but it's just like I want. I want well, he more just of, sounds like he's talking. I want more. No, re- yeah, I want more of his like Remy the Rat performance. Yeah, than, yeah, yeah. And like exactly. softer. Oh, see, that would have been better. Yeah. yeah. I think, Give me some because I found the character kind of irritating, and so I was kind of like, eh. yeah. This is this yeah, is annoying looks, attempt at yeah. humor that I wasn't needing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. But he looks good. Yeah. And then and then what's his face? Mark Hamill, but the, the scarecrow. The pumpkin. I did not recognize him, oh, which yeah. it's kind mm. of nice because mm. normally I'm just like, oh, it's Joker voice. It's Mark that Hamill. Was, <laughs> that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, it's, it's, his performance I thought was great, but oh my God. That yeah. animation on that was just so I would have preferred it just been like a rubber prosthetic, honestly, and just like look. Just or just have it, just don't do don't do um uh lip sync. Just have yeah. it be like a pumpkin. A yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, just, yeah, just be like, oh, it's a jack o' lantern. Yeah. That yeah. just happen. You know, it's it's a dream. He doesn't have to have yeah. lips. I feel like I, I was watching Return to Oz. Like, oh yeah, I I was like, oh, every time it just kind of takes you out of it because it's so like cartoony and weird compared to the rest of it. I did really like. I forget the name, but the the nightmare that was like black, but like galaxies like in her skin and or mm-hmm. kind of thing i thought that looked really cool yeah i can't i i want to say her name was like gold or something like that but i kept no, mishearing I, I was like i know i'm mishearing this there's so many names that i can't remember what her name is yeah. <laughs> god it's too many oh it's but okay this is what happened they condensed it brute and glob okay Gr- yeah because brute and glob they're so annoying but um... so maybe she was supposed to be glob <laughs> and they're saying cool yeah well, yeah but either glob. way yeah. you know the other uh now that I'm picking on things, Goldie, the um, the gargoyle. Yeah. I was like, what happened? What happened here? What happened here? <laughs> I also was thought really, it was really unnecessary. Was but it was also like unnecessarily sad. That dream had to go and like kill the first Murder one. Was the... Gregory. The way that it happened, it, I was really sad. I mean, I know there were. Yeah, I didn't to make remember it sad. that. It didn't I, happen. Yeah, I read Prelude. Yeah, okay, good. I was like, I, was like, no I read Prelude Noctunes first, but like, uh, there was literally the only thing left was this creature he had to kill, yeah. and I was kind of like, oh. Apparently, my um, only notes for episode two, which that is that episode, was like, oh, okay, Goldie slash Irving and Kane and Abel. I didn't say anything yeah. else. And like, there is in the in little Goldie, like Kane does give Abel. It's not from Morpheus, but does give Abel another gargoyle egg, whatever, eventually. But like, and you get the little baby, but Gregory does not get. Yeah, yeah, it's and I was like, this is just sad. There, there were times where I was yelling at Rosemary in the car, I, and they they actually like, t- you know, brought that back too because she has her kids with her in the comic, and it is terrifying. Yeah. And oh. I was also like, don't be dumb and give him right. So this is this is one of the interesting right. changes that like, I was like, I I like that. There's they too said many it. people named Rose. Let's be yeah. honest. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I had a moment where I thought you were talking about. Oh, Rose, Rose Locker. Yeah, no, car. sorry. Rose, Rosemary was drives like, John D. Yeah. yeah, I remember now. The, it mm. was interesting because, like, you know, the original one is set in the 80s or 
I think, yeah, I think early 80s, ends in the 80, 88, yeah, this 89. Is modernized, really. Right. So which, I was like, this is smart because some of it is like a little antiquated from the comic. To, you know, I, I, I think it's very progressive for when it was written, you know, like uh, desire is uh, they switch pronouns in the in the comic and all this stuff. And it's before. they can be a man or a woman. Or yeah, whatever. it's like visually represented as, yeah. you know, and, and there's, you know, drag queens and all this. So there are things, but I just feel like we have a better vocabulary about them now. And so to set it now is like, OK, that was smart. But there are some things that like, OK, well, having a cell phone impacts the logic of a lot yeah. of these things. Like in in the original run, she can't call the cops. <laughs> Yeah. She doesn't have a phone, yeah. <laughs> you know, so they're, they found ways around it, but I was like, yeah, this does change a couple things. Like, yeah, but I don't does. think, I don't think you have to be a purist in order to, or I, I, I sincerely hope that people who are, have been like fans since then are not getting hung up on that part of it. Unfortunately, I think some of them are probably getting hung up on the diversity angle, but yeah, sure are. I, oh no. Okay. I do have to flag one thing. We have updated so many of the races and we've swapped genders and all these things. And there is one Asian character with a speaking role. Yep. And she's not even like a recurring important one. And she was wonderful, but it was like, yeah, she, yeah was but one. she, that was it. And I was, I'm, that is, I'm most disappointed by that. I feel that. Yeah. That's definitely disappointing. For sure. Yeah. I, that, that, I mean, this is obviously a huge, way huge conversation that we've talked about before, but should always talk about, but it's just, yeah, the current, wave right now of inclusion in hollywood is very you're black or you're white right and now you know gender. Not a lot of gender. Gender. yeah 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 feel yeah. free yeah. to gender swap and feel free to use a um you know a black person instead of a white person but uh but we have no two one races exists. yeah and that's and it's like oh, yeah you know yeah. i think i don't even think i was there even anyone who used a wheelchair in the background i don't think so i don't Probably think not. so i can't no. remember but yep. I, I think that means that probably there was no one. Yep. Just pretty I mean, frustrating. If you're having to search, you're having to search for them yeah, in your brain. Yeah. Yeah. Just the answer is no. Yeah. Because you know you would have picked up on them and be like, aha. What if? I would have been like, yeah, look at that. Where I was like, cool. I get one. I know what's going to happen to them because I know how this issue ends. Yeah, exactly. I at least like to the one in charge. Even like a person with disabilities in general, though. It's like, I mean, I don't know if. There was anybody, but you know. I mean, I guess the Corinthian yeah. didn't have eyes. They did. I mean, they yeah, were he could see, he could see. We're talking yeah. to stretch here yeah, because yeah, he's we're... clearly an omniscient <laughs> being of some sort who can, yeah, handle... a manifestation of a nightmare. Well, and he can still uh, see. He just yeah. doesn't have eyeballs. Yeah. So true. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. You know. You know. Asi- be aside from that, happy with the updates, but there's always more we can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I thoroughly, I've been wanting to rewatch the first bit. I'm trying to hold myself back because I don't want to get too, too vortexed yeah. into it. Yeah. I'll probably skip uh, the vortex episodes if we're being honest with each other. But No, that's, I will rewatch uh, th- four and six. Actually, I don't know if I have the emotional bandwidth to rewatch six ever again. <laughs> I was a little bummed that she didn't have the Eye of Horus makeup. I won't lie to you. Oh, yeah. And in the comics, she often has a top hat, which I also really enjoy. Well, that um, could but come I, back. I do understand, you know, we've only seen her the one time. She yes. could It could change. There are things that could be different. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I like- just make up so fun. Which- yeah, and it's simple. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know. Safe to say we would recommend this to people? I have already recommended it to people. Excellent. 
Yeah, I would. I haven't recommended it to anybody because everyone I know that would be interested is already, already on their radar. It? Yeah. It's like on their radar, you know, but I yeah. but I would, you know, if there was someone who I thought, oh, they'd never heard of this, but. Should. Yeah, my friends that are massive Neil Gaiman fans have not started it yet. And I'm just like, because they have like lives or something. I don't understand. The word and like, saying. I know, I don't get it either. <laughs> we don't really understand each other in those sort of levels. So I've been prodding them into watching it. Yeah, it is also one of those things where I'm like, I, w- I was sad to have binged it because now it, I don't have it anymore. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a fun weekly. Yeah. I think, especially as someone who oh, like, I I'm, I'm going that. to finish it very soon, but as someone who's like, I haven't been like compelled to sit there and watch all of it in one sitting. Yeah. It, I think I would have enjoyed having a, maybe like the first. Doing threes. Honestly, maybe, Doing, but honestly, yeah. the first episode would have been fine because it's like you get the, they're so contained. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and then they, they kind of leave. I was pretty in after piece. one episode, so I would have. I th- I think you could have done it. Yeah. Netflix never does that, but no, they yeah. do. No, that's not true. They do. Yeah. They do. They do have weekly shows. Or uh, one show I'm watching drops like two episodes a week. There's a Korean show I'm watching that they drop mm. two a week, but they do them on different days. It'll be like I think it's like Wednesday, Thursday. Oh. And it it's probably good. They're very long episodes as well. They're you know they're like hour to you know hour and a half. And it's also it does like well like most shows. Um a lot of shows you know there's no they're not restricted by anything as far as i can tell but i'm like mm. I'm like, put it in my veins like i want to watch it all i yeah. started watching it when they'd already released a good portion of them so i binged a lot and now i'm now i'm caught up and i'm like I went, oh you're when? right they do that with the circle too actually they'll release like mm. three episodes at a time and yeah then, um but huh. it's interesting because it's like a scripted one that they're but it's also you know a non-english language so i feel like they're yeah. w- more willing to experiment well, that being said, even though since they don't do it that often, this it all kind of leads to this feeling like it really could have and maybe should have somehow been an HBO release. But, you know, whatever. I'll take it where we can get it. Yeah, just happy we got it. Yeah. It seems to do the trick. Netflix can take the take the W for this one. Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> Netflix Again, has I, not had something. Well, I loved Bridgerton, obviously. Well, yeah, I like they had Bridgerton. Bridgerton did pretty things, but... well, yeah. But that being said, we've watched a lot of shitty Netflix things recently, so it's nice to get them. Something. I I feel like series have been hold not holding out, but still been relatively. Yeah, it, it's just overshadowed so much by like their crappy weak. movies they keep releasing. Right, <laughs> the movies are bad. <laughs> but but at least the like, series have been have felt yeah. relatively consistent since, or at least the ones that like get you know eyes on them. Sure. Yeah. Yes, but. You know, we watched a lot this week, but we're watching what? Did anyone? I watched also on Netflix, I believe, The Most Hated Man on the Internet. Oh, I keep meaning to watch that. Which I felt, I mean, it's entertaining. It's frustrating for obvious reasons because this person is just so diabolical. But it uh, felt like it probably could have been a film. But they've been doing a lot, like, like a lot of a lot of networks like uh, HBO does this as well, have been doing these like docuseries and they'll do three episodes yeah. It doesn't need to be three episodes. But what's interesting about that is is it's like a lot of times I feel like if you're spreading it over that many episodes is because you're trying to like do a weekly. <laughs> you're trying to have people come back, you sure. know, and like to try to keep a subscriber. But it's like, well, you're just going to drop them all. But okay, whatever. But it was fine. I was entertained by the whole thing. But by the end of it, I was a little like, OK, either a two parter or mm-hmm. a film. Uh, but anyway, it's I, I, it's worth watching. It's very frustrating and sad for reasons. But uh, that, and then I watched uh, Bodies, 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 which I actually love. Was it good? Oh, shocking. Shocking oh, that you loved that. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. My, I do want to see it, though, when I'm allowed back in theaters or whatever. 
Yeah, my uh, my my comparison, which is not going to make people want to see it because everyone hates this movie, but it kind of to be was like for for Gen Z what like the bling ring was for millennials. I think as far as like well, I a parody, like, cult like that movie. I love the bling ring, but I oh, I haven't actually chastised. seen it, but I've heard. Oh, yeah, I get chastised. Like Everyone's like, oh my god! If you look at like its rating, it's got such a low rating, and like people oh, people it. thought it was so bad. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that was so like a kind of almost a it was a real thing but kind of kind of a parody if you will on like a commentary on the way millennials are Mm -hmm. and this was like that for like gen z and i found a lot of it really funny but and there was an actress in it i forgot her name already but one of the actors i'd never seen her before and she was total standout okay that's exciting i had a good time and it's Um, not i know you know it's not your cup of tea dana but it is not like a serial killer killer it's a it's a whodunit and it's like it's all at a party and it's like no new people introduced it's not like some killer comes into the house starts murdering people it's not that but uh i don't know that it's your cup of tea anyway i was gonna i'm gonna ask more spoiler questions or spoiler related questions unless jackie you don't want me to they're not Uh, explicit spoiler questions they're like style questions yeah that's fine okay a super on a scale of supernatural causes oh no none of it okay yeah nothing supernatural about the movie at all Okay, it's just a good old fashioned murder type film. Yeah, it's it's like it's it's almost like a it's like we're all at a party and then suddenly someone shows up dead and we're all trying to figure out who did it. And so then it's clue. You start, you kind of clue, and then you're not <laughs> trusting each other, and so right. people start turning on each other, and like you're trying to figure out how it happened. And um, uh, and your girl, what's what's her name? She was really good. In oh, it, Maria Bakalova. Yeah, Fora. Yeah, she's yeah. one of the main characters. Yeah. On a scale of one to tension, where would you rank it uh, compared to the scene with the alien children in Nope? Oh, as far as scary, uh, tension wise. Oh, tension. Yes, because for me that was scary, but for you it probably yeah. was not. So like, but the, I, thought, the tension? I thought that was tense until it got to a place where it was like that got kind of hokey. But then at first, where you see it and it stands up, I was like, oh shit. Uh, no, but I'm talking. Yeah, how does bodies, bodies, bodies? Yeah, I was like, I didn't, scene? I didn't feel that in here. There's, there are sequences where it's like, oh, it's all dark, and you're like, what? But it's like you're playing a game. It's not, you know. So you're a little like, oh, yeah, no, I don't you know, who's gonna... this movie? Yeah, but yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But yeah, um, okay. Bodies, bodies, bodies. I watched the documentary. I keep wanting to call it Rockstock because I am <laughs> a nerd who went to a Harry Potter band concert called Rockstock back in the day. Um, and Are you anyway, talking about Woodstock 99? Yes. But I could not get there because my brain kept calling it Rockstock. And I'm like, no, it's not Rockstock. You that is such nerd. a commentary, Jackie. That is, like, that is such that, a nerdy thing. The fact that Rockstock comes to mind before Woodstock, it has replaced the word Woodstock for you as yeah. a commentary on you as a being. Yes, it really is. There's, there's, there's not even Woodstock. There's just Rockstock. There's just Rockstock. Um, I watched Woodstock 99. Another Netflix docuseries that was three episodes and should have been two or, you know, just a movie. Uh, But I did find it really interesting Um, in some ways. They uh, some of the people that they interviewed and things because I, you know, was I was young at the time, like not able to, like, you know, go travel and do that thing in 99. But I knew all the bands. I knew all the MTV VJs that they were talking to. So it was like was interesting in that way like a nostalgic sort of and kind of like a what the fuck how did this happen and how did no one die honestly like the footage from there is wild but it's it's so funny because then you know fast forward to however many years later we still have things like fire fest so you know no no lessons learned well i mean they 
I mean, spoiler alert, but they <laughs> they interview the guys who put it on and they take no responsibility whatsoever for what happened. Like no one uh no one acted like anything bad. They were like, yeah, some punk kids ruined it. Oh no. Yeah, like, mm, sure. Yeah, no. That's not what anyone else is saying. So interesting sort of nostalgic, you know, docuseries situation. And then speaking of terrible Netflix movies, I watched Wedding Season, um, which is their newest romantic comedy. Oh, was that terrible? That's too bad. No, it actually wasn't terrible. So oh, okay. I surprisingly enjoyed myself. I don't know if it's because the bar has been lowered pretty badly, pretty badly on these films, sure. but shockingly thought that the main characters had chemistry, which okay. forgives which a we, lot. Yeah, yeah. You know? we, we so have... enjoyed myself thoroughly. Yeah. So not not as bad as most. I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if I just have Stockholm Syndrome or something at this point. And I'm willing to accept like a lower movie from them, but not as bad as some we've seen. Okay. All right. Well, I watched Bullet Train, which we all know. So mild spoilers. Uh, the, the correlation is Bullet Train has this absurd plot line about how Brad Pitt is unlucky. And uh, luck is this whole philosophical long thing through it and blah, blah, blah. And he goes on and on. And it's just, I watched it after having watched luck and I was like, oh no, these two are weirdly paired. Like they're, they're both not, I mean, I enjoyed bullet train more than I enjoyed luck, but I, I actually wanted to like bullet train. Like I went into it being like, this, this could be like dumb, fun, you know, like I feel fodder. like it was so bad that if there are movies you don't like more than luck, yeah, we that's true. We are in some trouble. Yeah, yep, sure are. But I, yeah, it was it was tough. It was it was a tough one. And then it it was one of those ones where I was like, oh, they don't trust their audience at all. The plot do, the plot makes sense, but doesn't make sense. Like some of these things are so obvious. How could you not pick up on them? And then like the kid who not kid, but you know, young adult slash adult. I don't even know how old he was, but at one point in front of me was like, oh, that's the thing that blah blah blah. And I was like, oh no. There are audiences who don't like this is there is an audience who oh no like you know it, anyway so that was the correlation between the two is that uh in fact Brad Pitt's character is named Lady or his code name is Ladybug because it's supposed to be lucky and reverse his fortunes you know anyway it was because uh, <laughs> that because that one it was like yeah it, it had potential you have all these names involved you'd think there's well you were I felt like you were looking forward to it enough to where it could have been like oh I loved it. Yeah, it's sad. It was if I, if I loved know. it, it was because it was going to be like campy, ridiculous, over the top, more Dana category film than the two of you. But or like Fast and the Furious, you know, I wanted to be in like the Fast and the Furious family, but it was not, and it was absurd, and I don't recommend it. And yet, it made a lot of money. But I'm thankful I didn't. I know feel you lucky that I didn't have to watch it. You, yeah, yeah, I do feel lucky I didn't have to watch it. Thanks, um, Jackie. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> The only good part about having Sil COVID. Yeah, silver silver lining is that you got out of bullet train. The one good thing COVID ever did, ever did for us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not a bullet train. So true. Except for me. Yeah. Cool. Well, <laughs> thank you both. Well, thank you. Thank you, as per usual, to Jackie and Matt. And actually, that is it for this episode. So thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.